Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, this is Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And I spent 12 months interviewing 500 thought leaders to really get at the core of what is credibility. Uh, There's a book now called Credibility Nation that you could pick up. And more importantly, is you could listen to the interviews on this podcast. I've taken three particular interviews, which are anywhere between four to eight minutes long, combine them together, and you can listen to how the thought leader presents themselves, the types of questions being asked, and do they show up as credible or not credible? There's a lot to learn, a lot to grow, a lot to actually experience. So take a listen. If you like what you hear, spread some cred dust and click on the like button and share with your friends. And uh, enjoy. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Karen Hurt, who is the founder of Let's Grow Leaders. She helps leaders achieve breakthrough results without losing their soul through inspiring and practical leadership development programs. Hi, Karen. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh, it's so good. I enjoyed our green room, green room conversation. It's so good to see you again. Yes. <laughs> so, hey, so, so the audience knows a little bit more about you. What is your customer point of pain? What is your CPOP? Uh, managers who really want to get breakthrough results without being a jerk. Ugh, oh, my God. It just sent shivers. As I, I thought about that, I thought about me, by the way, when I was the first manager, I was a jerk. I actually did a TED talk that incorporated this. And the reason I was a jerk, I didn't say I was a jerk. I just said I had bad mentoring. My first mentor, uh, my first male mentor was like a bad boss. And so I just followed what he did. And so I was a bad boss. And so, ooh, so help me understand how, what do you do? How do you help? Well, first I would say to you, you are not alone with that, right? And we always say, be the leader you want your boss to be. You know, that's a, a good rule of thumb. That's some of the best training you can have. Watch what people are doing. That's and beautiful. if you don't like it, don't do that. You know, so, but uh, how do we help? We have very, we work with managers to give them very practical tools and techniques for how to do that. So how do you have a tough conversation and give people feedback? without being a jerk? How do you run effective meetings in a way that hold great results and have uh, you know, get the relationships and the relationships gets enhanced? Uh, so that's, uh, that's what we do. So we have uh, leadership development programs, long-term leadership development programs where we'll work with a cohort of people over time. Uh, we do that in person. We do live online leadership mm. programs, which we have one that is really fun. We've been doing this one for three years and it actually won an award for, uh, we've got eight different countries that are working with us in these international cohorts for a six month period. And we'll do leadership training and then we'll give them some action learning where they'll go back and work with their teams. And in between, they're getting text messages, reminding them of what they're working on and asking how it's going. So that's some of the examples of leadership programs. 
Then we do keynote speaking, do a lot of conferences, uh, which is always a lot of fun. And uh, we also have, write books. So uh, we've got five, my husband David and I have five books between us. Uh, we have a Winning Well, A Manager's Guide to Getting Results Without Losing Your Soul. And we have a new book coming out with HarperCollins in July called Courageous Cultures, How to Build Teams of Micro-Innovators, Problem Solvers, and Customer Advocates. And we do a lot of work along the way in between. So every single week we are uh, writing blogs and doing videos and David has a podcast to just help as many people as we can around the world to really get the results they want to, to be and be able to sleep at night. That's important. And so can you share with the audience how you have credibility to do what you do? Oh, well, so because I've been there and I've done that. So in addition to my educational background in leadership development and organizational communication, I have 20 years of experience at Verizon. Uh, the first decade was all leadership development, organizational development, HR business partner, went through uh, several mergers and all of the complexities of that. And then I went out and did a variety of field executive assignments. So, and they all happened to be turnaround kind of situations. So I had a, led a 2,200 person sales team at the point where Verizon was not allowed to sell the iPhone. And uh, we still- I remember, I remember that right? time frame. Talk yeah. about a tricky time to be in, sale, in retail sales for uh, Verizon when you, you, you're, folks don't feel like they have the product to sell. And with, even in that circumstance, we led the nation and won the uh, uh, President's Award for Customer Growth. Uh, then I led a 10,000-person uh, contact center organization, all of our outsourced call centers, which we had to ramp up very quickly when Verizon did start selling the iPhone. And so how do you create a best-in-class customer experience when you are in a period of such rapid growth? And so in all of that, I must have worked with thousands of managers to really break it down. You know, how do you do this well and in a very practical way when you're under so much stress? And uh, so all of that experience, uh, when I was still a Verizon executive, I was finding that I was telling the same stories and offering the same tools to people again and again as my, and as my team got bigger and bigger and bigger, you can't reach everyone every single day. So I started writing a blog just to be helpful to them. And, uh, but it was an external blog and I always had intended to stay at Verizon, but the blog took off and it got an international following because it turns out the challenges that we had were other people's challenges as well. And so that really was a start for me to really think about how can I be of better service uh, to a broader audience? And uh, so that's, uh, that's a little bit about who I am and uh, where I came from. And, and, uh, and just to extend that a little bit, uh, obviously you're doing blogging and other things. How do you go about sharing your credibility? You know, the thing is, uh, every single day, I'm working with clients. And as we are talking through the experiences that they have, 
I, re- I realize, you know, you're not the only one who has that because if this is a pain point for you, it's a pain point for others. And so we're constantly, David and I are constantly thinking about how do we take this pain point and create a tool or build a technique that can help not only this client, but also share it with other people who may be in a similar situation. And at that is a really, really important uh, process. And, uh, you know, I could give you an example. This morning, I had a, a person say, you know what, we're in this terribly stressful time. So people are canceling their one-on-ones. And what do you do? And I thought, oh, that's a question. What do you do if your manager constantly cancels your one-on-one? And so uh, I up, right before I was here, I was upstairs writing a blog about that. And I'll put that on asking for a friend on LinkedIn. And just to try to help not only that manager deal with it, but to help a broader audience. And then I also, in our green room, you reminded me you're, you're speaking, you're, you've got a YouTube channel, you're doing blogs and you, you get your brand out there a lot, which is beautiful. Hey, so if you're, if you're listening to this or you're watching this and okay, come in, I'll give you a little secret and you know, you're a jerk, you're getting stuff done but you're not the human that you really need to be, uh, you're going to want to reach out to Karen Hurt. Karen, what would be the best way for people to do that? So the best way is letsgrowleaders.com. And we'd love for you just uh, check us out, subscribe to the blog, and uh, we have lots of free resources that you will find helpful. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing your credibility with us. Uh, thank you. And guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Karen's message needs to be shared. So make sure you uh, click on the like button and share with your friends. And we'll see you at the next episode of Thought of Your Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. Welcome to this special credibility episode of Thought of Your Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on who they are, or what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Carl Friesen, who is the principal at Global Reach Communications. He helps business professionals publish content that builds their profile as thought leaders. Carl, welcome. Thank you, Mitchell. Good to be here. Oh, it is is, uh, always an honor. I think we've interacted over the web for five years, a decade maybe, but it's good to actually get to talk to you and interact like this way. Yeah. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. So the audience gets to know you better. Yeah. What is your customer point of pain? What's your CPOP? Well, I would say it's business professionals that that blend into the woodwork and they don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. So that's interesting because, you know, listen, if you're listening to this, I'm pointing at my microphone. Everyone has one of these. If you're listening to this, I'm pointing to my camera. Everyone has one of those. Given that the world population has a phone and a camera, the ability to uh, democratize content is not only something that is talkable, it actually is here. And so how do you get seen out of the plethora of people who are out there who claim expertise in the field where, you know what, maybe some of your clients are just stand out in terms of their services so much better and they're not seen. So Carl, tell me, what do you do? Tell me more. What do I do? Well, what I would say is don't try to fight Google. You're going to lose. If you go up against like McKinsey or Deloitte or KPMG, they are much better at developing content and getting it published and getting it on the front page of Google. 
So I'd say do a end run around that. Um, get your ideas into places where your clients, or your ideal clients, that is, are already looking. And that is their niche trade media, either print or online. Um, so what I do is I use my journalism background to help my clients with that, to develop a story. Now, that's a journalistic term for a story. So it could be one of like three kinds, three main kinds. Okay, there's what they call newsjacking, which is, is the idea of taking a news event and then wrapping your content around it. Now, it could be a really narrow bit of news. Like a lot of my clients, they help their clients meet environmental and other government regulations. So if those regulations change, that becomes a news story in a very, very small way, but it affects their clients. So it could also be trend spotting, where you take a slower moving trend or a development that you've noticed and you write something around this. Something's going to affect your clients. And um, so in the, both of those types of content, you start out by describing here's what's changed. You say why it matters, what's going to hurt or going to help them. You talk about, you know, what, um, what's, what's going to happen. You give your ideas of what to, how this is going to shape up. And then you give your recommendations on how to avoid a problem or get some kind of a benefit. Um, the third kind of content is how to, and that is something that your clients want to know how to do. Like the, the biggest search terms start with how to, and that's what you follow up with. So what I do is, is I would work with my client to develop one of those story ideas. And then based on that, I'll, I'll, I'll find publications. I'll go to my media directory, my online media directory, and find publications that are read by their ideal clients. And I'll take the idea and I'll pitch it to the editor. If the editor likes the idea, then I come back and I interview my client at greater depth, pull more ideas out of their head, and then I'll ghostwrite the article. They don't have to write it themselves. It's like you with your books. I ghostwrite the article. And I use my journalism background to make sure that it's going to be acceptable to the editor, like not a sales pitch. Um, I'll bounce that off the author of the article. They'll correct it, technically, whatever needs to be changed, and then I'll get it published. And what I've started doing more of is the social media around that. Like I'll do some tweets, I'll do some LinkedIn summaries, and that's basically what I do. Fairly simple process. Nice. And, and I think trend spotting is your word. And and newsjacking is David Merriman Scott, so you're also in the same database. So we had David come in and talk as well, and and that's actually beautiful. And hey, can you you mentioned a little bit because your journalism background, but can you talk about how you have credibility to do what you do? Well, part of it's that journalism background. It started out with a degree in journalism and several years as a reporter and editor. So I've been in the chair in the seat of the editors that I'm pitching ideas to. And that means I understand the kinds of questions that they'll have in evaluating the concept. And one of the editor's biggest concerns actually is this article one going to happen and two, is it going to turn out like a sales pitch? And they don't want that. They want honestly got useful information and you don't have to sell anyway. You know, if you demonstrated your expertise, you don't have to, you know, like do a sales pitch there. So yeah, you, you've been there. But um, yeah, so I, I started, like I say, in journalism, and I think I've become a pretty good writer um, over the years. People keep paying me to write. Um, worked for KPMG for seven years, so I learned from the best. And about 15 years ago, I started my own business. And so I've, over the years, I worked with probably hundreds of experts, entrepreneurs and consultants and engineers and lawyers, um, and they're all over the world. I love this stuff. They've been in all continents except Antarctica. 
And I've helped them publish probably thousands of articles over the years. And I've got a lot of these still on file. Mm. And um, most of the people I work with are repeat long-term clients. So I work a lot with the marketing people. And when they move from one firm to another, well, I generally follow them along and they bring me in for that work. So I like that because I've been working with the same people for the last, in some cases, 10, 12 years. Mm. And I've watched them grow and I've developed and changed. And, and I think that, that one thing about credibility is the, uh, the invoicing policy that I've got, which sounds kind of weird, but um, if the article doesn't get published, I don't send an invoice. Now, some people think that's nuts, but I've been doing it this way for, like I say, ever since I started. Carl, and, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But I think but, you say you've invoiced 100% of the time. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I, I can't think of any time I've actually had to eat an invoice. Because the way it works is if it's going to fall apart, it falls apart in the early stages. Like either the concept we can't work it, or the editor doesn't like it, or I can't find the right publication. So I haven't put a whole lot of time into it, and my client hasn't put a whole lot of time into it either. So, but if I get a good concept and I get a green light from an editor, yeah, we're going to get it's, that published. It's pretty much, you're pretty much ready to go. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. And what makes it easy for the client to figure out what's happening, where they stand, what you're doing. And uh, would you mind sharing where, how do you go about sharing your credibility? Well, I've written five books. Uh, not as many as you've done, but I've done my share. Um, yeah, contest. <laughs> whatever. Now, the first one was back in uh, in twenty uh, twenty hundred, and um, the publisher called it the Fame Game. And the books since then, I don't know if you find the same, but I keep updating them. So each book has new technologies. You know, when LinkedIn came in, well, we threw in a chapter on LinkedIn. And then YouTube comes along. We talk about videos. And next is going to be probably Instagram and maybe TikTok. I don't know. But it's, um, it's keep updating this. And, and I walk the talk. Like I've done like probably well over 100 presentations across the U.S. and Canada on thought leadership and how to do it. Um, I do guest blogging. I do articles. I guest on podcasts. I do webinars. And I got my own blog. Um, and uh, it's informational, not promotional, but 120 posts so far. And, um, and also, I find myself coaching my clients informally about what works in terms of an idea. Like, they may come to me with something that I know the editor is just going to react to, like, you know, oil and water. But uh, if I'm able to work with them to develop the concept, then they learn. And uh, they become better clients, after all. Well, if, if you're listening to this or you're watching this and you – you recognize and you say to yourself, you go home to your spouse and go, man, I'm so much better than all my other competitors. And I just kind of blend into the woodwork. You're going to want to reach out to Carl Friesen. Carl, what is a great way for people to reach out to you? Uh, I think the website, it's got good content on it, good useful stuff. Um, thoughtleadershipresources.com. So thoughtleadershipresources.com. Well, thank you so much for sharing your credibility with us today. Excellent. Thank you, Mitchell. And, and for those watching, those listening, you know, Carl's stuff is so, I, I want to say the word basic, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It's so genuine. It's so real. It's so, if you just take and follow his practices, it's something you could do yourself. If you want somebody to help you, it's someone who will help you. So click like on the like button, share it with your friends because we need to spread the message. And thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you at the next episode of Thought Real Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert, and welcome to this special 
credibility episode of Thought Leader Life, where we're talking to amazing humans from around the planet on who they are, what they do, in essence, their credibility. Today's guest is Teresa Nichols, who is the founder of No Like and Trust. Actually, No Like Trust. And you could tell based on my TED Talk how I'm excited about I am about those words. Uh, she's partner of Reveal Marketing LLC. Her goal is to make feedback more comfortable and productive and in turn improve credibility. Amen. Teresa, welcome. Hi, thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. And and just so the audience knows you're a little bit different than 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 that bio that I read. What is your what is your CPOP? What is your customer point of pain? Business owners who don't know the value of their followers. That's so beautiful. Wait, business owners that don't know the value of their followers. Ten words, exactly perfect. But what I like about that when you yeah, well done. Um, what I love about that is how many people have a large following? You're like, uh, is there any value of this? Why do I am I doing? Why am I doing social media again? How am I doing this sort of stuff in this? And I think having been part of the rollout of the web and the internet from Silicon Valley, which I've been doing for, uh, been here for 35 years, this is that next evolution. Is is how do we do that? What does that mean? So, so I'm kind of curious, Teresa. What do you do? I created a report that answers four questions. Do you know this person? Do you know what this person does? Do you like this person? And do you trust this person? It, hmm. it takes a couple of minutes. It's very fast. And there's a lot of information there that I can get from that report. There's also a qualitative part. You can put some comments in. And those comments are, are usually really amazing too. They, they help so much just with knowing what's behind all of that. You know, if you have thousands of followers, isn't it, wouldn't it be great to know what all of those people are thinking? You know, and it's so incredibly simple and so remarkably powerful. Love that. And so, so tell me, Teresa, how do you have credibility to do what you do? Well, about six years ago, I started a business because I noticed that small business owners were underserved. And if you think about being a small business owner, you have so much on your plate. Your website is not really what you're thinking about. So when I started helping my clients to have a beautiful website that was responsive, that was converting, and that was answering all these questions for them, I just, I saw that I was really helping these small business owners to do this. So then I got into the networking world and hearing all these people say, well, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And, you know, of course we know each other because you did your TED talk on that. And one of my clients sent me a link to it. And so, and so now we're connected. So um, know, like, trust is, is really important, but there's really no way to get that information. I mean, we quantify everything that we do, except for if people know, like, and trust us. So, um, so that's my goal. I want to, I want to be able to get that feedback. And, and you've at, in, in the real marketing side, you've worked with how many clients so far? Over a hundred clients. Yeah. And, and that, that, that's sort of that PhD in the school of hard knocks of working with clients directly. That, that adds a whole lot of value. And, and Teresa, how do you go about sharing your credibility? So what I've noticed with the no like trust report is that it works out a lot better if I get to know my client. And so 
It's wait, been wait, really surprise. fun. No, like trust report. You have to know your client. Okay. Got that. So then you have to know that, it, right? It's you obvious, but it's, <laughs> it's obvious, but many people wouldn't say that. Okay. So got it. <laughs> yeah. So, so a little bit of time with, with that person and, and talking to them about what they do. Um, it's really interesting with the report. I, I had a client recently that I was really surprised that their no and their like score wasn't as high as I really thought that it would be based on, you know, even how I went and, and did their survey for them because I knew that person. I wanted to also do the survey for them. And talking to them, I was able just to encourage this person to share more about himself when he's out and about, you know, when you're networking, it's okay to tell somebody who your favorite football team is, you know, it's okay to tell somebody that you golf and, you know, and, and the more personal side, because we all want to work with human beings, right? You know, you had mentioned that earlier, it's like, we're all human beings. So, um, so I encouraged him in more of my personal time, you know, like the, my meeting with him um, to wear a button with his family on it. And mm to do that and that way, because when you're in a networking meeting, it doesn't always come up that you have a family. So having that button, it's a visual where you don't even have to say it. They already know that you really love your family and they're really important to you. So that's one way I share my credibility is just really getting to know my clients. I, you know, when you said that story, it, it, it made me shiver. Like, like the, the, the hair on my arm stood up. That was very beautiful. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so listen, if you're watching this and you're listening to this and you say to yourself, if you're one of those people say, I have all these followers and somebody says to you, what does that mean? And you're like, I don't know. And we, you say that like a badge of honor, but you haven't figured out what that means to you and how best that adds value or potentially it, it uh, subtracts from who you are. You're going to want to learn more. Particularly, as you know, I'm such a big fan of no like and trust, and this is a this is as interesting of a approach of quantifying that as I've seen. So you should reach out to Teresa Nichols and find out a little bit more about what does those followers mean to you. And Teresa, what is the best way for people to do that? Just go to the website is no like trust, all one word, no like trust dot x y z and there'll be all the information there you need to get a hold of me and mitchell i would absolutely love if you would do a no like trust report too that would be amazing so i'm kind of curious now it. i i you know we were talking before but i'm like i'm kind of curious i'd be curious and more importantly if there's an area i need to work on i want to know so i can fix it so perfect yeah. hey yeah it really so helps much. you hone in on that, areas that need need work Teresa, I appreciate that. And I so appreciate you um, sharing your credibility with us today. Thank you so much. It was really a lot of fun. Not, not painful at all. <laughs> well, <laughs> anything you do in life should be fun. Otherwise, that no like and trust, because in my TED Talk, you know the fun part. It's no like, trust, and it's a whole lot of fun. So listen, if you're watching this, you're listening to this, you know how important no like, trust is. And Teresa's at this stage where she wants you to click on the like button, so please do that. She wants you to share it with, with your friends. Please do that as well. And uh, I look forward to seeing you at the next episode of Thought of Your Life. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Bye. Hi, this is Mitchell Levy, and thanks so much for listening and spreading the cred dust. 
You know, in doing the research, what I recognize is that we are at war. Those people who are credible versus those people who are dubious. And dubious nation is winning a thousand times over. We've got to fix it. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to future generations. So come on over to Credibility Nation. Become a member. Take the pledge. Learn what you can do to help bring more credibility to the world. I look forward to seeing you over here while you're being cred-tabulous. Thanks again for listening. Take care. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.